0: is that you're only affecting people who actually follow the law. And there's a bunch of people out there, we call them criminals, who do not follow the law. So even if you change all the laws and say, only these people can have guns, how do you going to get the guns from the criminals? exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, it relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Are you tired of risking your health with every sip of water that you take? And you are doing that if you're drinking tap water or plastic bottle water. So don't worry about any of that anymore because we got the perfect solution for you. Introducing AquaTrue, the ultimate water filter that guarantees you clean filtered water every single time. Gone are the days of worrying about contaminants in your tap water because AquaTrue has your back. With its advanced filtration technology, it removes 99% of over 1,000 contaminants. We're talking lead, mercury, even microplastics. Not only does AquaTrue keep you hydrated, but it also ensures that you stay healthy. Why drink water that could potentially harm your body when you can have peace of mind knowing that every drop you consume is pure and clean? So this fantastic feature that AquaTrue has is its sleek and compact design. Unlike those bulky and unattractive water filters, AquaTrue fits perfectly in any kitchen, saving you precious countertop space. So who says staying healthy can't be stylish? But hold on, let's address one more thing if we had to dig deep. Some users have noted that AquaTrue requires periodic filter replacements, but honestly, is that really a big deal when you consider the multitude of benefits it provides? I don't think so. So why wait? Take control of your water quality today and experience the wonders of AquaTrue. Not only will you be sipping on refreshing and clean water, but you'll also be safeguarding your health and the health of your family with every glorious gulp. Don't miss out on this life-changing opportunity. Order your Aqua True now at workwindyourgame.com slash AT for Aqua True. slash AT and drink confidently. Aqua True cannot prevent you from becoming the superhero you've always dreamed of being, but it can keep your water superhero level clean. Again, that's WorkWinYourgame.com slash AT. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there, boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself. It's going to make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is, today we're going to talk about gun control. Yes, gun control. And this one is not, that is not a metaphorical title. We're literally going to speak about it. But before we get into that, let me remind everybody, I send out a text message every day, guaranteed to have you focus sharp on a point called the Daily Motivation. I send one out every week called the Monday Motivation. And you can join my text community to get these text messages by texting me at my number 305-384-6894. Once you're in my text community, we'll tell you immediately what your options are for which messages you want to get from us, how often, et cetera. Secondly, work on your game university. That's the only place that I do any coaching. If you have ever had challenges with your mindset, if you feel like you don't have a clear game plan as to what you're doing right now, if you don't have systems so that you can do the same things the same way every time and produce consistent results and or you just feel like you need someone or something to hold you accountable, make sure things are getting done when and where and how they're supposed to be getting done. It's great that you have those challenges. A good thing about challenges and problems is that they have solutions and work on your game university is your solution. Go to work on You can see all the details of what we do in writing, and then you can click on a button on that page, schedule a time to get on a call with us because nobody can be coached by me unless we know who you are. We got to know who you are, what you're about. Make sure that we're a good fit. Make sure you're a good fit for what we're doing and that we can actually help you. Go to work on your game Get on a call with us for your charge. We'll talk about where you're at, where you want to go, what's in your way. And if we can help you, we'll tell you how it works. That is all linked at WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. Link is down below in the description. That out the way, let's get into the topic, which is gun control. And again, this is not a metaphorical topic. I'm literally going to talk about gun control here today. Now, this is one social topic that I have not talked about hardly at all. I barely even mentioned gun control over the years, even though I have touched on damn near every other topic. I've talked about race relations and many different topics. I've talked about the police. I've talked about the Educational system. I talked about the medical system. I've talked about the justice system. I really talked about gun control and the Second Amendment and all of that. But today, we're going to solve that problem and take care of that topic here in this episode. All other topics and social issues that I just mentioned a few of them. I'm on the record on all of those subjects. So, any of you who didn't know that I was on the record, you can send me a DM or a text or an email and say, Dre, hey, you said you talked about issue X and I didn't know about it because you sent me the link to when you talked about that issue. and. I will send you the link. So send me a DM, text, email, and I'll tell you where to find it. Now, this one, again, it's my first time addressing this subject. So before we get into it, let me first read the Second Amendment, because a lot of people argue about the Second Amendment and Second Amendment rights. And does that mean people should be able to have guns and should they have assault rifles? And what about this and mass shootings and this and that? And third, first, let's talk about the place where this starts, which is the Second Amendment. I'm going to read the Second Amendment out loud to you before we get started on this episode. Many of you, I'm going to venture to guess, have never even read the Second Amendment. And maybe you are vaguely familiar with what it says, but I'm going to read it out to you verbatim right now. You ready? All right, here we go. Quote, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Period. Close quote. Yes, that is the entire Second Amendment. The entire Second Amendment takes you 20 seconds to read. Shall I read it one more time? We read it one more time. Quote, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Period. Close quote. That is our frame for today's episode. Let's get into it. Point number one. Topic, once again, is gun control. Number one, a gun is an inanimate object. Does anybody disagree with me yet? Have I pissed anybody off yet? Has anybody decided that they liked me for ten years, but they don't like me anymore because I had the wrong opinion on the subject? Yet. All right. A gun is an inanimate object. Nobody disagrees with that, right? It's just an inanimate object. What does that mean? An inanimate object means it doesn't do anything on its own. It is not animated on its own. It does nothing without human intervention. That's what inanimate means. That's what it means to be an inanimate object. Right now, I got a bunch of inanimate objects on my desk. I got a microphone. I got a computer. I got a tablet. I got a water bottle. I got a tripod. I got another water bottle. I got a paper towel. I got a printer. I have charging cords. There's a chair here. There's a towel behind me. These are all inanimate objects, meaning if you just let them sit there and nobody touches them, they don't do anything. A gun is the exact same thing. It does nothing without human interference. Everybody understand that? Does everybody agree? Just like money, just like a car. If you just put it somewhere and no human gets involved with it, it does nothing. Nobody touches a gun. The gun can't do anything. Nobody touches money. The money does nothing. Nobody touches the car. The car will just sit there. So on an extremely logical level, folks, and I tend to do things on a logical level. If you didn't know, now, you know, guns do not kill people. Guns do not kill people. Guns do not hurt people. Guns don't even, honestly, they don't protect people. A gun does not protect you because the gun ain't going to do nothing. All right. Somebody breaks into your house right now. You have a gun sitting on the desk right there in front of you and you don't pick it up and use it. The gun will not protect you from the person who just broke into your house. The gun doesn't do anything. It is the use of the gun by the person who has control of the gun that determines the outcome from the use of the gun. See, the gun itself doesn't do anything. It's how we use the gun and who uses it and how they use it and what their capabilities are when using it that determine what the gun actually does. And the actual truth is the gun doesn't do anything. The person does something. They just use the gun to do it. That's the accurate way of saying things. So if somebody shoots you, a person shot you, they just use the gun to do it because the gun would not have shot you if the person wasn't touching it. So the person is more responsible than the gun is. Everybody follow what I'm saying here? If I'm carrying a gun and somebody tries to start a physical altercation with me and instead of fighting them, I pull out my gun and shoot them. They got shot. They got shot by me. They didn't get shot by the gun because the gun didn't pull itself out and fire. I pulled it out and fired. I control the gun. Person controls the gun. The gun doesn't control the person. So it's the use of the gun that determines the outcome by, if of, if any, that is produced by the gun. Same way that the use of a car can save somebody's life because you could somebody could be sick or maybe they're choking or they have some kind of allergic reaction. You put them in a car and you rush them to the hospital. The car could save that person's life. But a car could also kill somebody if it's driven recklessly by a person who's under the influence of alcohol or some other controlled substance. So. The object itself is not what kills or saves, it's the use of the object and the person in control of the object that matters the most. The gun, the car, the money, they are completely impartial to how a person chooses to use them. Now that we have that baseline on the record, have you ever wondered why so many people have big goals and big dreams for themselves and they work hard every single day, yet they never reach their goals? You ever wondered about that? I have, and I found out the reason why this happens. Is because most people never ask themselves a key third question, which is, who do I need to be while I'm doing what I'm doing so that I can have what I want to have? You see, if you never fix your mindset and the way that you're thinking about a situation and the way you think about yourself and the way you see yourself in the mirror, then it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter what you want. You will never get there because you simply have an inaccurate formula. I wrote the book called The Mirror of Motivation, which addresses this first question, who do I need to be? And when you answer that question, then when you do what you need to do, it will produce the outcomes that you have and what you want to have. And that sounds like it might be the missing link in your process. And let me let you know, it is the missing link in your process. Go to mirrorofmotivation.com. All you do is cover the shipping, and I'm going to give you a free copy of that book physically mailed to your doorstep. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. So you can be who you need to be, then do what you need to do, and then you're going to have what you want to have in your life. mirrorofmotivation.com. Let's move on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is gun control. Number two, mass shootings are not a signal that we need to take away people's guns. OK, so now some people are going to start to get mad at me. That's fine. If I'm logically wrong about anything that I say, you can let me know. Mass shootings do not mean we should take away people's guns. Just because there was a mass shooting, somebody pulled out a gun and shot a whole bunch of people does not mean we should take away everybody else's guns to prevent the next person from pulling out a gun and shooting a whole bunch of people. That's a stupid idea. I believe that's a stupid idea. And I'm going to tell you why it's a stupid idea. Mass obesity doesn't mean we should ban McDonald's. Yes, I know that's that's an analogy that I know some of you will scoff at because you don't like the idea of people having guns at all. Let me finish. Just because there's mass obesity doesn't mean we should ban McDonald's and Wendy's and french fries and no candy and soda, right? Even though they exist. People buying drugs with money doesn't mean we should ban money to keep people from buying drugs, right? Because people will just abuse things if they want to abuse things. See, people getting stabbed with knives doesn't mean we should ban knives. We wouldn't ban any of these things. Nobody would even consider this. The trade-off of the existence of guns is the possible abuse. told you in episode 2174, there are no perfect scenarios in life. There are only trade-offs, which means anything that exists in life, there is a trade off for its existence. Now, even though you may not actively think about that trade off, there is a trade off for every single thing that exists in life, every single thing you have in life, even the stuff that you like, there's a trade off. The stuff that you don't like. There's a trade off the stuff that you don't even think about and you have a neutral opinion of. There is a trade off. There's a trade off for every single thing that exists in life. Guns have a trade off. One trade off of guns is that some people will have access to one and they will abuse their access. By using a gun in an unlawful way to hurt or harm or even attack or scare another person. All right. That's what happens with guns. All right. There are criminals in the streets who use guns all the time to do illegal things like rob people, shoot people, kill people, or to just otherwise intimidate somebody. Just showing somebody that you have a gun can move them to do some things that they otherwise wouldn't do if you didn't show them that gun. Right. All right. This is the trade-off of having guns is that people will abuse them. That's the trade-off. Trade-off of food is people abuse it. That's why America has an obesity issue. Trade-off of money is sometimes people will abuse it or they will do abusive things in order to get it. That's what we call corruption, right? Financial corruption. Everything has a trade-off. Again, you may not actively think of these trade-offs, but they do exist. Doesn't mean they don't exist because you're not aware of them or you're not conscious about them. Now, again, I will go on the record and state that there are people who have possessions of guns and use them in ways that we would hope that they didn't, right? I think we all can agree on that point that there are people who abuse their possession of a firearm, maybe people who have a firearm illegally. Like, it happens. There's crime in America. That's why we have prisons. That's why we have the justice system. All right. There are people who use guns in ways that we would hope nobody uses. But there is no way to police this if a person decides to live outside of the confines of the law. So often when there's some type of shooting or a mass shooting that gets news coverage, Because let's be clear, there are mass shootings that happen in black communities every single day and it don't come on the news because nobody cares because you can't politicize it. But mass shootings that happen usually when there's different races involved and usually when the shooter is somebody that's not black or usually, uh, let's just say white, when there's a white shooter and a bunch of people who are, do not even matter what color the victims are. As long as it's a white person shooting a bunch of people, they'll make news out of it. Here's the thing. When that happens, there are people who say, well, we need to have stricter gun laws to take the guns away from people who shouldn't have guns. Here's the problem with that. The problem with that idea is that people who decide to operate outside of the confines of the law don't care what laws are enacted or what laws or rules are changed because they'll still get access to it because the guns are already out there. So you can't bring them back. Once Pandora's box is open, you can't put everything back in the box. Guns are already out there. There are plenty of illegal guns out there on the streets. So just changing laws only affects people who abide by the law. This is the problem with changing gun laws, is that you're only affecting people who actually follow the law. And there's a bunch of people out there, we call them criminals, who do not follow the law. So even if you change all the laws and say only these people can have guns, how are you going to get the guns from the criminals? And if you're taking guns away from civilians under the guise of, well, we don't want more mass shootings, now you are making them more vulnerable to the criminals who don't care what the law is, because they're going to do what they're going to do anyway. See, this is the challenge with this idea of let's just make stricter gun laws and take guns away from as many people as possible. While the people, again, people who don't follow the law don't care what laws you make. They ain't listening to you. They're going to do what they want to do, even if it means putting themselves in the line of fire, so to speak, of being incarcerated because they're doing something that's illegal. You can't police that. You can't police a person who is not caring about avoiding police. (laughs) You can't do it. You can't police that person. Because they're not making their decisions based on what the cops are going to do because they are criminal. They decided they're not going to follow the law, so you can't use laws to control these people. So what say you to that point, any of those of you who are in for, you are all in on stricter gun control? It makes more vulnerable, again, the people who are following the law. So if a person has a felony on their record and is thus banned from possessing a firearm legally, but they decide to possess one anyway, that's what they decide to do. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Let's say you know about it. Let's say you know somebody has a felony on their record and you know that they have a gun. Now, you could call the police and report them. How often do people actually do that? And I don't think that happens too often. Because here's the other option that you have you can't stop that person from doing what they want to do. If someone wants to do something illegal, you can't stop them. someone wants to do something legal for the most part, you can't stop them. You can't control what another person does. You can't control what another person does. If someone wants to do something legal or illegal. For the most part, you can't stop them if they really want to do it. Once they've determined they're going to do it, you can't get in their way. And most of the time, if someone decides that they're going to do something, usually deciding is a thought. Right. So it's not like they got a big green sick sign above their head that says, hey, I'm about to go do something illegal. Call the cops before I do it. Right? You can't police thinking. So if someone's thinking, I'm going to get a gun, I'm going to go rob a bank. How are you going to stop them? And because usually they don't announce that until they walk in the bank with the gun and pull it up to somebody's face. How are you going to stop them before they do that? You can't. If a person has shown some lack of control of their mental faculties. And we don't think they should have possession of a firearm. OK, you can put in rules that block that person from having possession of a firearm. However, if they decide to go outside of the law and get one anyway. They can't get it legally through the store where they got to show ID and pass background checks. OK, well, if they decide to go get it in the street. Somebody who can get it for them and they don't care where they got it from. You can't stop that person, can you? If there's a way to stop them, let me know. We would end a whole lot of crime if there was a way to stop that. The trade-off of guns and their existence in America is that some people will abuse the existence of them, and this applies to every other inanimate object on the planet. As I already said, money gets abused. Cars get abused. Food gets abused. Over-the-counter drugs get abused. Everything else gets abused. Anything that exists can be abused. It can be used in excess. Preaching against it does not stop the excess of it because humans are humans. You cannot police thought and you cannot make people be something that they don't want to be. You can put in all the strict rules about food and eating and diet and nutrition and health as you want to. There will still be obese people in America simply because there are things in place that ain't going away when it comes to the lobbying and the type of stuff that we put in food and what is allowed. And again, once Pandora's box is opened, you cannot close it. No politician can say these things that I'm saying right here out loud and survive to win their next election. But since I'm not running for office, I can say I can tell you the truth. I told you I did an episode where I talked about could I ever be in politics? The answer is hell no. I can never be in politics. The reason I can never be in politics is I tell the truth too often. I have a bad habit of telling the truth. I have a bad habit of being objective. I have a bad habit of seeing more than one side of a situation. You can't be a successful politician doing that. All right, you're not going to win the election because you're not going to get enough people to be strongly enough on your side because eventually you're going to say something that they don't like either and you're not going to have anyone who's fervent enough to go vote for you because I tell the truth too often. Again, I can see both sides or every side of a situation and I can argue every side of a situation. Even if I don't agree with it, I can argue the side. And again, I can never win an election that, that way. That's why I can't be in politics. I just got this bad habit of telling the truth. So no politician can say that out loud, but I can Do you know what the number one key is for you to advance and get to a higher level from where you are right now? It is not for you to work harder, wake up earlier or go to sleep later. No, it is for you to get the right insight. In other words, to ask yourself the right questions. These questions are usually questions that you don't have the answer to. But dealing with those questions opens the door for you getting to that next level that you want to reach. How do you get help with this by getting coaching by getting around other people who can see things that you don't see who have perceptions and insights that you don't have this is why coaching is as valuable as it is and this is why higher level performers always invest in coaching the best way you can do that from here is to go to work on your that is the only place i offer coaching the only place i work with anyone directly if you just go to work on your you can see all your options for getting involved with us and engaging and having someone coaching you so that you can take yourself to that next level again through insight, not just through effort. Again, it's work on your game, university.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is we're talking gun control. Number three, let's consider the benefit of guns because there are benefits to the existence of guns. One reason that America is not invaded. There are a few reasons why America never gets invaded. Notice how America, we're always in all these wars and We got military in all these different countries and troops and just walking around, busting down civilians doors and foreign countries doing stuff. But that never happens here. Notice that there's never any foreign military soldiers walking around in our land doing anything to us. Why is that? There's a couple of reasons. One is that we have a geographical advantage, is that we have an ocean to our left and an ocean to our right. And we have very strong relationships with the countries bordering us to the north and to the south. And there's no one to our east and our west because we got big oceans. So in order to invade us, you got to either come through one of those countries at the north or the south, Canada and Mexico, respectively, and we have good relations with them. So they would probably let us know something was happening or B, you got to come across one of those oceans and we can see you coming. All right, you can't hide and sneak across an ocean. alright We're going to see you. So this is one of the reasons America doesn't get invaded. It's just our geographical positioning. Another reason is we have a very strong military. Let I me mean, not bring that up. There's three reasons. Extremely strong military that is capable of violence and death and will exercise that capability as necessary, as they have many times in the past. And as a matter of fact, right now, we got military in other countries right now killing people right now today that you probably won't hear about on the news. Another reason why America does not get invaded is because we have too many armed citizens. Now, once you think about this, America is a pretty big country. We got a lot of space. There are a lot of places that you could, if you could get across one of those oceans and get through the borders and get, let's say you came by airplane and you were just decided to land any random place in America. You got a lot of options. There are a lot of juicy targets in America that, if a foreign invader could get here through the air, they got a lot of options of where they can land to try to attack us. Why don't they do it? And we have enemies, by the way. Now, we got plenty of enemies. So why don't they do it? They don't do it because they understand this is one reason. One reason this is not the only reason. This is one reason is well, if where could we land where we're going to be sure that we're not going to face fire from the people there. Because you don't know who has a gun. And in many of what they call the flyover states, are the states that if you're going from the East Coast to the West Coast or vice versa, your plane flies over them. Guess what a lot of those people got? Guns. <laughs> so wherever you land, you're going to face some fire. All right, somebody's going to be shooting at you. You don't know who because anybody can get a gun damn near in America. Anybody who wants to get a gun can get a gun in the United States of America. Within, let's just say, 30 days, maybe not even that long. Anybody who wants to have a gun can get access to a gun, legally or illegally. And 30 days is probably an exaggeration, probably way shorter time than that. So, yes, we got a strong military and we got the geographical location and our country will get back in any country that comes at us. I think we have historical proof of that. But also, so many citizens have guns that if an enemy were to invade, we got like a 330 million person size militia. I think I heard somebody say there are more guns than people in America. So anybody who has more than one gun, they can just hand their guns out to people who don't have a gun and everybody have a gun. So it's not like you're facing the military, whatever size our military is, not just our soldiers, also the people. We got guns, too. What other country in the world does everybody have guns like that? Very few others. And notice we're the one that doesn't get invaded. Is that part of the equation? Yes, it is. We don't get invaded because we got so many guns and so many people willing and able to use them is not just our military. Even our military is extremely strong. It's also the civilians, the non-military folks. So if an enemy were to invade and somehow get to a place where the military couldn't get to them first was highly unlikely. But let's just say it happened again. Our citizens have their own stuff. They got their own guns. So we would have a random militia of internal defenders ready to fight even outside of the numbers that we have militarily. And another thing, you know, what keeps the everyday citizen in check? I mean, crime happens in America. And depending on how you use social media, or what you pay attention to in media and the news. You may think that the crime is rampant these days in the United States, but it's actually over time and big picture crime has gone down significantly over the last 30 and 40 years. You know, one thing that keeps the everyday citizen in check, I'm talking about the everyday citizen who is considering doing something that might be criminal activity to another civilian, you know, what keeps most people in check from doing something crazy to another person, even when they want to, anybody know what it is? Well, you should know, given the topic is the fact that you don't know who has what, you don't know what the person you're walking by in the street has in their waistband that they might decide to use against you if you approach them the wrong way. So, even though you might be a big, strong person who can beat people up with your hands, well, what if the person that you're threatening to beat up got a gun? All right, your fist can't beat that bullet. That keeps us in check. That keeps each one of us as an individual person in check when we're dealing with other people because you don't know who has what and who knows what. You never know who you're talking to. And you use, again, social media enough. You see some of these situations where things go crazy. It was this video. I was watching this guy in New York. I believe he was in Brooklyn and he was living in this apartment building where he was at the top of the stairs inside the apartment building. And he was, it appeared, according to the story that went with the video, he was complaining to his upstairs neighbor that the people in the apartment upstairs were making too much noise. So he went up to the top of the stairs. He knocked on the door and he complained to the neighbor, like, yo, y'all making too much noise. And there's a woman who came out to speak to him. And the man says, yeah, too much noise. And the woman goes in the house and her husband is in the house. Now, these are guys all in their 40s. The man comes out. These are all black guys. Black guy comes out, big black guy. And he comes out and he sees that it's the neighbor that keeps doing this complaining because it's like a hallway in between the top of the steps and the door. So he's coming out. He sees the guy. That's the neighbor that's always complaining. So he goes back in. First, he came out with no shirt on. Then he goes back in and he go grabs a t-shirt. So he puts a tank top on, and he also comes back out with a pair of scissors in his hand. Yes, a pair of scissors. Comes out with a pair of scissors, and this is a big guy. This guy's like six, five, six, six. And he walks up to the neighbor who is standing at the top of the stairs, again, voicing his complaint. And he walks up to the guy. He gets right in his face. I mean, nose to nose in his face, but he's taller than him. He has a pair of scissors. And he's holding the scissors like up near his own face, You can't even hear what's being said, but you can tell that he's threatening the neighbor. Stop knocking on my door, complaining about the noise. Like you're getting on my nerves with all this complaining about the noise. And the neighbor who is complaining is a much shorter guy, but he has on his big coat, and he's no talking back to him. They're just talking, talking shit to each other. And the neighbor, the guy who came out with the tank top and the scissors, he they yell at each other for a couple seconds, and then the neighbor, the big guy, he turns and he starts to walk away. Now his son is also in the apartment, so I guess his son lives there. His son was. According to the story, his son is about 24 years of age. The man with the tank top, he's about 48 years of age. So as he starts to walk away, the big guy, the son has come out of the apartment. He's just looking. He's looking at the situation, He's not doing anything, but he's looking and he's slowly walking towards where the fracas is happening, but he's not doing anything. He doesn't look threatening. He's just walking towards just to, I don't know, maybe to try to make peace, maybe just to protect his dad if something happens. So as soon as the big guy starts to walk away, here's what happens. The guy at the top of the steps, the guy who did the complaining about the noise, he pulls a big gun out of his waistband. This is a big gun. This is one of those guns It's like the length from his elbow to his wrist. That's how long the gun is. All right, That's how long this guy pulls out that gun and he just starts firing. All right. First, he shoots the big man. He shoots him in the back because the big man is walking away from him when he starts shooting. But first, he says something. The guy pulls out the gun. He says something. The big man turns around. Boom, boom. Shoots him a couple times. And this is not some little gun. It's a big gun this guy's shooting. Shoot, you can see the, the fire coming out of the gun when he shoots. It shoots him a couple times. The son starts running along like to the right of the guy with the gun. The guy with the gun shoots the son. Shoots him about three or four times. The son falls down a pile. You can see the bloods coming out of him. He's laying in a puddle of blood. The big guy who he shot first, the guy with the gun, goes up to that guy, shoots him a couple more times, walks up to the woman, runs inside the apartment. The mom, because she was watching this with the wife because she was trying to break them up. Then when they started arguing, the wife comes out and she's trying to break the guy, the big guy up from being in this other dude's face. He's, she's trying to pull her husband with the scissors away from this man. Like, don't do this. Don't argue with him, et cetera, et cetera. So when he starts, when the guy with the gun starts shooting, the woman runs in the house. All right? She doesn't want to get shot. He doesn't try to shoot the woman. He, he doesn't shoot her. She only shoots the man. The big guy with the scissors. After it, the shooter shoots him a few times, he's laying in a puddle of blood right at the front door of his home. The guy with the gun walks right up to this body, which is clearly this guy's clearly done. It is over. And he puts the gun right to the guy's temple and shoots him one more time. And the gun again this is a big gun. The whole guy's body shakes when he hits him with the gun. The whole body just shakes because that's how big of a bullet is coming out of this gun. Again, this ain't no little tiny gun. This is a bigger gun than what the cops have. Then he already shot the kid. He shot the kid about four times. The kid's dead. The big man's dead. And the guy with the gun puts the gun right back in his waistband, goes and opens the door and walks down the steps and leaves. He just walks away. And according to news reports, you know, he went out and wherever he went, the cops go looking for this guy. Of course, uh, they find him. The guy pulls out his gun and starts shooting it out with the cops. Cops killed him. He ends up dead. I'm telling you that whole story to tell you this. You don't know who you're dealing with when you're out here in these streets. You don't know what another person has. You don't know another person is capable of. You have no idea what another person is going through. And just because you are maybe bigger, stronger, whatever, all right, that person, they might not have it in their cars to get in a fistfight, but if somebody got a gun, all right, you ain't fistfighting no bullet. And this is what keeps all of us as citizens at least somewhat in check because you never know who has what. So this keeps all of us. From possibly making a mistake in this area, because if you make a mistake in this area, you could, as they like to say these days, fuck around and find out. All right, you don't want to fuck around and find out when it comes to guns because you might not live to tell that story. This is one reason why I advise young men, specifically young black men, to hold in the aggression until or unless you need it. Because again, you don't know who has what. And even if they don't have it, they might know somebody who has it. So you go mess with somebody and they don't have a gun and you think you got away with it, but they go get their big brother or their dad or their uncle and they got a gun. All right. Now what you want to do? And you ain't got one. So you never know who's connected to who. That's why you got to be careful who you deal with and how you deal with people out here. So you don't need to have big muscles or have to ever been in a fight in your life to pull out a gun and use it and take somebody else's life. So you can't judge another person by their appearances. Because this big guy with the scissors in that video that I saw he probably felt like he could hold his own in a physical altercation with his neighbor who was not even six feet tall. But he didn't realize that neighbor had a big gun that evened the odds. Actually, it didn't even the odds. It tilted the odds completely in his favor, the guy with the gun. Big point here is everyone can keep everyone else in check because of the fact that essentially anyone of legal age can own a gun in the United States, legally own a gun. Now, I don't know if this guy who shot this man in the video, I don't know if his gun was legal or not. It doesn't matter because he's dead now. The whole point is that altercation led to him dying. Again, he probably felt like, all right, this little dude who keep knocking on my door. I'm about to beat this dude up. Yeah. Until he found out otherwise. Point number four. Today's topic, once again, is we're talking gun control. Number four. Here's the second benefit of guns. One reason that the government in the United States doesn't become completely tyrannical, which it has bordered on at certain points, too many armed citizens. So, yes, another country, China, Russia, doesn't come invade us and do something to us because we got too many people with guns. But our own country can't get crazy with how they are governing because there are more of us than there are them. The Only thing that kept the government from completely overrunning the citizens during that COVID scamdemic situation. And yes, I said scamdemic. Only reason that they didn't completely overrun us and keep everybody locked in their house and everybody wearing masks and force everyone to take that jab. The Only reason they couldn't force us to do that only reason is because there are too many armed citizens in America who would have fought back. And the government does not have enough manpower to subdue all of the citizens. They used to do some of them, but not all of them. So they had to temper their recklessness. And is another reason why you see so many people being treated so harshly judicially after the January 6th situation, because it's a strong message that they're trying to send to all citizens. Don't go against us because this is what we're going to do for you. They're giving people very long and harsh sentences based on things that normally would be slaps on the wrist. Why? Because that was a time when a bunch of citizens said, we don't like what the government is doing and we're going to voice our opinions. And some people voice their opinions physically, and they're sending a message to everybody. They're making an example of people to show everyone else, this is what we'll do to you if you get on the wrong side of us. That's the message that the government's sending with that whole situation. At the same time, they understand they can't get completely out of hand because that was only a small percentage of people who were at the Capitol on January 6th and only a small percentage of that percentage who did something that they can take them to jail for. Now, if all the citizens say, no, we're not putting on a mask, no, we're not taking the jab, no, you're not going to force it on me, no, I'm not staying in the house, they can't force that. The government does not have enough manpower to force 330 million people to do anything they don't want to do. One reason in spirit why the Second Amendment was added to the United States Constitution, again, the spirit of the Second Amendment, it was added because the government is kept in check by the people that is allegedly governing for. Remember that the United States government works for you. You do not work for them. I mean, you as a citizen. So if you have a job at the government, then you work for the government. But I mean, as a citizen. The government works for us. We are not employees of the government. We are not their subjects. They are our employees. Our taxes pay them. Our votes choose them. They work for us. A lot of citizens in America seem to think that we work for the government. That is not true. They work for you. Just like a lot of college students think that you work for the professors in the administration. No, they work for you. Your parents are cutting that check, that loan, that scholarship, that grant you got. That money goes in their pockets. It means you're paying them. They work for you. They're your employees. Don't let them talk to you as if you are their servants. They are your servant. As a side note, if the government gets out of line, the United States government, just as the Crown of England got out of line, which led to the United States Revolution, revolutionary war happened because the Crown of England, which was our in charge, they were getting out of line. The people didn't like that they were getting out of line. So we went to war. We attacked them, ran them out and created our own government. That's how the United States came to be the United States. So if our government today gets out of line, guess what the citizens are going to do? They're going to put the government right back in line. That's us. Put the government right back in line, using our guns as a threat against them. There are more of us than there are them. Challenge right now, this is one of many budding challenges in America, is that many citizens are instead siding with the tyranny of the government should it come to tyranny. There are many people who are siding with the government. They'd rather go with the government. These are people who said, Well, it's for the greater good to shut everything down. Uh, Yes, everybody needs to wear a cloth mask that doesn't actually block any kind of particles that you're breathing out. Yes, we got to put a jab in everybody. You just get a jab. You don't get a jab. Something's wrong with you. These are people who are siding with the tyranny of the government, even after it was clear they lied about what they told us. Again, whether you agree with the idea of the medicine that got jabbed in your arm or not, the fact that they lied, they blatantly lied, and then you're still siding with them. Those are people siding with what could eventually turn into tyranny. Hopefully it doesn't, but that's what they're doing. And so that lowers the numbers of people who can push back. And if that number gets too big, then the government can become completely tyrannical and just start forcing stuff on people. And that could lead to another revolution. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. But is it possible? Yes, it's possible. Depending on who you ask, we may be on our way to that already. Again, I just want all you to keep in mind and remember that anywhere where you are spending the money you're putting the money up colleges government all right those people they work for you you are not working for them and they tend to people in these positions tend to like to communicate as if they're in charge and you work for them when it's actually the other way around and this is why i tell you many episodes back most people are wrong about pretty much everything they don't even have the right ideas let don't know the right words that's it. Let's recap today's class. which is gun control. This is a social topic I had never talked about before, but now we got that taken care of. Number one, a gun is an inanimate object, does nothing when it's left to its own devices. The only thing that a gun can do must be within and under the control of a human being. Number two, mass shootings do not mean you take away guns. It's just like mass obesity doesn't mean we take away food or McDonald's or sodas. So, there are people who have possessions of guns and use them in ways that we probably wouldn't want them to, but this is just the trade-off of there being guns and the trade-off of people being people, is that people are going to do illegal things they want to do illegal things. Sometimes people who are completely within the confines of the law may, during one moment, decide to go outside the confines of the law, and you can't stop that from happening before it happens. You can only respond after it happens. This is the trade-off of humans being human. This is the risk of life, is that somebody might do something crazy and you might be involved. That's just how it goes. All right, you cannot protect yourself from that. There are no safe spaces in real life. Number three, let's get to the benefit of guns. One reason America is not invaded because there are too many citizens with guns. We would defend our own land. There's no other country in the world where so many people have guns. And this is one of the reasons, one of the reasons why America does not get invaded because there are too many armed people. Number four, rather. Second benefit of guns is it keeps our government out from getting out of control. Government knows they can't get too reckless because there is a percentage of people who will push back against them and will resist any tyranny that the government starts to show. And the government understands this and they understand that they will be completely outnumbered by the citizenry if they got too crazy. And that's exactly what happened when the U.S. Revolutionary War broke out against England. They got the people in charge or people who thought they were in charge got a little bit too crazy. They got pushed back against. They couldn't defend themselves and they got ran out of there. Same thing that happened to this government. I'm hoping that it doesn't, but it could. And if that does happen, oh, guess what, everybody? You better have a gun because who's going to defend you? It won't be any cops. It won't be any law. It won't be any order. Who's going to defend you if that happens? So y'all better be careful and and stay aware. Stay awake. Not woke, but awake. All that said, make sure you text your my text community numbers down below in the description. 305-384-6894. Work on your game university. You want to defend yourself against the tyranny of mediocrity, the tyranny of not having what you want to have, not having the right mindset to face the world on a daily basis, the discipline to get done the things you need to get done, the strategy to execute whatever game plan you're going to have, or actually having a game plan, a system so you can follow a process, you get the same results consistently, or you are missing the accountability to make sure everything gets done the way it's supposed to all the time over and over again, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can schedule a time to get on a call with us. That's the only way to work with me directly. Again, workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day make sure you message me, 305-384-6894. Question, are you looking for a health and wellness upgrade that's as easy as sipping your morning coffee? Or if you're like me, you don't need drink coffee. Meet AG1, the superhero of all-in-one supplements. With just one scoop a day, you'll experience a powerhouse blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, and minerals that will have you feeling like you can leap tall buildings in a single bound. You can feel like it though, you don't even have to try it. AG1 is your personal health sidekick packed with prebiotics, probiotics and digestive enzymes to support optimal gut health. Now, what exactly does all that mean? That means you can say goodbye to those pesky nutrient gaps that you have in your system right now and you probably don't even know it and say hello to a vitality boost that will make you feel like you have superhuman strength and this is all natural, clean stuff. But wait, there's more. When you take the leap and join the AG1 revolution right now, you'll unlock an incredible offer you will enjoy a free one year supply of vitamin D, which is a vital nutrient for a strong immune system and strong bones with your first order. Plus, you're going to receive five free AG1 travel packs, which are perfect for staying on top of your health routine wherever life takes you. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, you're tired of having to pack eight pills and nine different supplements every time you go somewhere or every time you wake up in the morning, you got to take all these different pills. You don't even know what they are. You can't remember what's what. You don't even know what the ingredients are on these things. Say goodbye to all of that and try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first order. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and start your journey to a healthier, happier you your body will thank you for joining the ag1 super squad you know what is the biggest thing that separates the high level performers from everyone else out there it is not talent it is not hard work it is not resources it is not knowledge it is not skill it is the fact that they have a process and a strategy for how to show up and give their best effort even on the days when they don't feel like being at work has any of you ever had one of those days? Is any of you have one of those days right now? That day is called the third day. We put a label on it and we describe exactly what it is in my new book called The Third Day: The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs. In this book, I will not only describe to you what the third day is, but I will help you create a formula for yourself for you to show up and give your best effort, even on those days when you don't even feel like going to work. In that book, you're going to become a professional and no longer be an amateur. I'll give you a free copy of it. As a matter of fact, all you have to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Again, thirddaybook.com.